I wanted to play an instrument Cause musicians are so cool And I wanted to be cool But I found playing an instrument is kinda hard I tried the harmonica but I really sucked I tried the guitar but my fingers couldn't do it I was ready to give up Then I saw a little instrument in the shop It didn't cost too much so I gave it a shot Now I play all the time and my friends do too And who knew ukulele is the new black Yeah, it's the new black Everybody's playing it Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast I talk to ukulele players to find out why this little instrument has become so popular. In today's episode I chat to Jane Jolbert and Mark Jackson, who performed with the Ucastle Ucastra at the Central Coast Ukulele and Folk Festival in August this year. I caught up with them after their set, which was really impressive. The stage was packed with about 40 people and normally with that many I would expect a disorganised cacophony. But with Mark and Jane's orchestration and direction, the result was amazing. The results they achieved that day weren't an accident. They're fortunate enough to be able to teach and produce music for a living. I really enjoyed talking to these two talented and generous musicians, and I think you will too. Enjoy the show. Welcome. Ukulele players, introduce yourselves. You first. Oh, me. Meredith. I'm Meredith Harper. Harper. Yeah, so as you can see, um, <laughs> listeners, we haven't met. <laughs> I'm, Mark, I'm Mark Jackson from Newcastle, New South Wales. And I'm Jane Gilbert. Same place. Same same, place. same, same bed. Same house. <laughs> we, we don't need to know more. <laughs> so we are at the Central Coast Ukulele and Folk, folk. Festival. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting the folk don't and I'm sure I should folk. not be forgetting the folk. Um, yes, so I haven't met you before today, um, but thank you so much for agreeing to have a chat to me. Pleasure. Because um, you two play quite a lot of ukulele and also there's a lot of singing involved, which I'm very much in favour of. I think the ukulele is an excuse to help people sing. Yes. That's, I mean, of course you can be really, really fantastic at the ukulele. Most of us are not fantastic at it, and most of us use it as a means to express ourselves and express our joy or express our sadness. And to do that really well, I think you need to sing that. And so the uke is, is it a great accompaniment tool? Accompaniment? That sounds like mango chutney. <laughs> to, to vocals, to vocals. To vocals, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a lot of, in our Yukustro in Newcastle, we have a lot of different vocal parts. Um, and also I run two choirs in, in Newcastle, so it gives us the option. It means that we've taught people how to harmonise. They know what harmonies are, and, and they're really keen to, to add those harmonies. So. Yeah, um, I also remember the 2011 Melbourne Ukulele Festival, mm. um, that they, in tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, we were something different then, and... Um, and they gave us a thing called the golden ukulele, which was a plastic ukulele sprayed with gold paint. That's pretty fancy. And it had, was written on in text up, um, Newcastle <laughs> Ukustra 2011 golden ukulele winners. And the guy, uh, Dean, who runs the Melbourne Ukulele Festival, had an interview afterwards. And, he, and the great bit that I really liked watching that video, so he was having this interview in the street and he said, yeah, I was going to quit. I thought I, I, I wouldn't do anymore. And then, he, and then he said, and then I met the Newcastle Ukustra and I thought, I have to keep going. And he said, but they're not really a ukulele group. They're more like a choir who play ukuleles, which I'm sorry, but that's complete crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, totally they're, they're both together. 
Yeah, yeah. We've yes. got lots of parts, and we've got lots mm. of people that choose not to sing because they want to play all the fancy riffs. Mm. Mm. So. And, and some people are less comfortable singing than others. Mm. Everyone can sing. I always say everyone can sing. Absolutely. But not everybody believes they can sing. Yes. Um. Uh, in fact, unfortunately, the vast majority of Australians don't believe they can sing. Well, we're never encouraged or believe to they sing. can't sing. Yeah, mm. and people always, when you're young, they say, oh, that's terrible, shut up. That's mm. right. And you never, you don't get over that because no. it's so embarrassing not being able to sing. Or your husband or your wife or your kids go, don't sing, mum, you'll break mirrors. I mean, it's just <laughs> such a, it's an awful yeah. cultural legacy of being Australian. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Mm. So let's go back a little bit. So when did you two discover ukulele together or separately? Separately. Separately. In that case, I'll do you separately. Mm-hmm. Just with Mark. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start with Mark. So, uh, Mark, what, what, what drove you to start playing ukulele? Size. <laughs> <laughs> so did you play other instruments before that were large? Yes. Yes. So um, what, what did you play before? Um, so my first instrument is trumpet. Second instrument is guitar. Trumpet, must say, not large. <laughs> no, and even smaller these days. That, mm. But it's you can't... That's the thing about the ukulele as well, is that you don't have something stuck in your gob. So you can sing like a recorder. Um, so, um, yeah, and I started, I don't know, it must be 15 years ago that I went, oh, look, I'm going to go for a holiday somewhere I don't want to cart around a guitar and I'll see what I can shove in my backpack. So I found this really great um, steel ukulele, you know, the um, resonator. resonator. Oh, yeah, and I can shove it in my backpack, put all my clothes around it and go to Europe or whatever. And um, that was more the motivation. And I and, and I, fit, I went, oh, and a friend I was in a band with, uh, he played ukulele and I never did, took much notice of him. And um, it's the yeah. story of all the story of all ukulele players. <laughs> and um, and he said, "Well, it's just like playing guitar. Just pretend you've chopped off the E and the A string and put a capo on the fifth fret, and you got." And I went, "Oh, is that all I have to do? All right, I don't actually have to bother learning how to play ukulele. I just need to play all of the songs that I know and sing because I'm a singer. Um, I just play the same chord shapes, and I'll just have to sing higher. And that's all I ever did. Yeah. And so that's how I started." And um, and then yeah. And so, do you still play any other instruments, or yeah, is it just, or no. was it mostly ukulele? No guitar. Uh, look, ukulele every day, fifty times a day, whatever. You know, it is just so easy to pick up from the wall, and uh, and and just do that, and then put it back down again. <laughs> a guitar, you got to, you know, it's so much bigger. And trumpet, I'd completely ruin the microphone on this. And <laughs> it's true. And um, it. It's just so easy to pick up and have a noodle and then put down. It's a it's a, a much more concerted effort to do other instruments, mm-hmm. I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we like we play uh, at festivals and stuff, and um, we play guitar. Jane plays banjo, mm-hmm. piano, mm-hmm. but we play ukulele all the time. It's how we make our living. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, we'll, uh, we'll get to that too. Yes. So I, I started the uke because Mark was playing the uke and his little that steel resonator he was talking about, so I'd pick it up and play it. And he's a left-hander, so I was playing it upside down. And I just loved the four strings so much. I'd been a guitarist and found the whole six strings complicated, to tell you the truth, just four, complex. Four fingers, four strings. Yeah. Mm. And the four it's strings evolution. and the smallness of it and the delightful... I genuinely loved the sound too. I love the ukulele sound, the lightness, the brightness, the sweetness. And so eventually, thank goodness, I bought my own ukulele. That was a, a, a banjo uke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, banjo sweetness, uke. lightness, not. not. <laughs> yeah, they're not the sweet. They're awesome, but they're not sweet and light. Yeah. And, you know, that was the first of 
billions of ukuleles that you end up buying, you know. <laughs> well, that leaves me on next question. So, Mark, mm. first, how many ukuleles do you own? Uh, I don't count, actually. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I had someone this morning said 34. Oh, my God. Um, well, okay, not 34. <laughs> well, we've got more than that because, because we teach, so we have them yeah. in yeah. boxes of dozens. But ukuleles that I like, I've got the Maiton, for which uh, I'm an endorsed player, so Maiton mm. gave that to me, and it's a really great workhorse. I, I've seen those and... and, and Coveted them. That mm. is the word I was after. Mm. Thank you. Yes, I've got um, Princess Kanakapila, which is a, a um, perspex ukulele lined with Hawaiian shirt material and is a tenor. Oh, it's wow. a beautiful one. Does it from, sound good? Yeah, yeah from Hawaii. Cool. I've got my re- original resonator in parts and I haven't put it together for quite a few years. And then I've got a 1928 uke that somebody gave me, no name brand. It's like an Aldi uke. Oh. And then we found another one the other day under the couch. That's a lovely yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I play a baritone because Mark and I as a duo we find that it's really nice to have some um, different tones yeah so okay what's that F, one maybe oh, I can't remember it doesn't matter yeah keep going Separation. Yeah, great separation of tones. You, you've just got a little bit more. You've got some more bassy stuff because I've got a lovely D, D string here, a lovely low D string, as well as a lovely low G. So, um, ah, but you're in banjo tuning, aren't you? Yeah, and I've tuned my baritone to banjo. But you know, even if it was in guitar tuning, it would still be D G B E. But I, I've gone D G B D because I'm a banjo player. Because the ukulele, another thing it did, it's such a gift. Was it gave me the courage to buy a banjo and to play banjo and even to perform on banjo. And so it really became a stepping stone back into music for me because I'd had a whew, 10, 15-year gap maybe. And you, and you had a boyfriend who said you shouldn't. What did he say? No. Didn't, yeah, he's, he discouraged you from playing music or something. Oh, he called yeah. me a regular Joni Mitchell. Right. Oh, Ouch. <laughs> now I think he Joni can Mitchell. Take it as a compliment. I took it as a compliment yes, at the time because I thought, "Damn you, I love Joni Mitchell," but he didn't mean it as a compliment. Right? Mm. Yeah, and yeah. it's so easy to discourage people from mm. doing whatever in the world, but particularly from playing music. Mm. Yeah, because it's a pretty hard thing to get up in front of people and play. Mm. It's a very personal thing. Yeah, if someone absolutely. doesn't like it, you 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 totally you totally oh, feel yeah. it. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's something we have to be very aware of as teachers. You mm. have to be gentle and kind, which is a good thing to learn. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely. So, so you said before you, you make your living from from mm-hmm. doing this, which I think is just so awesome. I, I don't know. We pay for. taxes. Of course you do. Yeah, of GST course you do. Even. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, tell me about that. How did that start, and how long have you been? Um, doing well, it? in two thousand and two, I think John Howard introduced the GST. Is that what you meant? No, no. 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 <laughs> you should have warned me about him. I'm I would have just talked to you. Um, 2009, I came back from Europe and went, oh, I don't really like what I'm doing. And um, anyhow, started teaching ukulele. And, uh, but I, importantly, I did a business course. I got, I, and like, first got on the doll, then you, then you get a thing called NICE, the New Enterprise Initiative Scheme. Right. And so it was for people who were unemployed to start their own small businesses and you have to do a management course and, you know, TAFE management sort of stuff mm. bookkeeping, and bookkeeping yeah. and all the basics of being in business. Mm. And so that was really fundamental because I've been a musician all my life, all my adult life and younger and, um, and it's always been 
uh, well, great, cash for beer, you know, sort mm-hmm. of, or, you know, a little, bit on, a little bit of money on the side and you don't declare it as a musician in a pub or, you know, in a, playing in a band in a pub or whatever and never really valuing yourself. And so it was about valuing and having a business and people did value um, us teaching, or me teaching ukulele in Newcastle but it also being in a social environment. And I didn't know what else people were doing. It just occurred to me that, well, this seems to be a really great way to get people together. And before that, before I did ukulele, I was a community worker. And, and so and I, was, I had been living in Victoria a long time. And so the Victorian community music scene is just amazing. Um, and, and so I took the values from that and applied it to ukulele and there was nobody doing anything ukulele in Newcastle. So it was it was great um, virgin ground in, mm. in which to establish that. So you started teaching in clubs, and so people could have a beer and a chat and, and wear bad shirts, wear bad shirts <laughs> and, and hats. And what, what kind of people would come? Retirees, yeah, very much retirees. With mm. quite a few young, we did get quite a few young people who would come and go. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's and one one bloke said, yeah, well, you know, one night I had sixty people. And, <laughs> and it was like 10 bucks to come for two nights, uh, two, two hours. And, and at the end of the evening, people go, Mark, this fell out of your pockets like $10. <laughs> and then the little grandma comes over and says, I've just sewn you a bag to put your money in. <laughs> so you don't get the $10 falling out of your pockets anymore. Oh, that's and so sweet. I know. I was Do you like, still have it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then this guy, and this guy said, Mark, what are you going to do? He said, you got this many people, but, you know, I'm the first of the retirees who are the baby boomers who are about to retire, and you're going to be flooded. You know, we weren't flooded, but, we, you know, it's certainly been a very popular retirement activity. Well, I mean, if you look at the demographic here, yeah, and totally. also I was at, uh, when I went to Huskers and Husky Ute Muster, oh. and we walked in, because I was there, not with Europe, with a different group, and oh. we're much younger. I'm the, I'm the oldest one out of them, the youngest is 30. And we just walked into this place, and there was no one under 60 and very few under 70. Oh. And you just thought, whoa, and we just felt really odd um, and and we've started to shift that in the last couple of years we've, we've been in more um i suppose youth focused venues yeah. or youth oriented or run hip, by younger hip people clubs. hip places yeah. and uh and we've got as you could probably see with our performance today um we had all, a lot of our lead singers certainly under 50 if yes. not yeah. if not under 40 yeah yeah yeah. yeah, and not that there's anything wrong with retirees playing. We think no, that's fantastic. absolutely not. But everyone should be playing, not yes. just the retirees. Uh, and there's a couple of you know we we certainly have retirees taking the lead on many many songs. Yeah, no, it's important to have everybody there. Mm. You want you want a representation of the community. You just don't want one one group of people. So we work really hard at trying to facilitate that because it. It just feels like you represent community better when you've got everybody there and it's just more enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the thing that, and that's my community worker coming out in mm. me is that if you're going to have a healthy community, then it needs to be a diverse community. Mm. Yeah. And what better way to bring people together than to sing and to play the, the, an instrument together? And look, the Ukes, face it, is the best one to do that with. And so you get... You get young people, you get old people, you get women, you get men, you get people with various levels of ability and who are beginners or who are seasoned musos. If, if you've got the right facilitation, they can all survive together and enjoy each other's company. And that's what we need more of in the world. We don't need more poker machines and we don't need more apps on our mobile phones. 
We do need more podcasts, so just point. I'm, I'm podcast. sorry, yes. <laughs> Funny you should say that. We love yes. podcasts. We love yes, so do tell me. Um, when the time comes, we can cross-promote. Um, you are going to be doing a podcast of your own. Uh, yeah, so um, what we do is we... we uh, I'll just go a couple of steps sideways. Is that like we've been going to the North American continent since 2011, and we've discovered that what we do is quite unique. How we do it, we call it eucastration, and we run eucastras. And so we've got eucastra.com and we've got eucastration.com. Um, and nobody seems to earn a living in the way that we do, being at home. Sure, you've got people traveling around doing workshops or whatever, but um, living at home and earning a living in the way that we do. There's not many people. We don't know anybody else. And people kept saying, how do you do it? And, oh, man, I love your performances of your groups and and uh, that arrangement that you did is really good. And we went, well, what's the, what are the elements that we could tell other people to do that isn't about, you know, isn't personality. about personality? It's not about Mark and Jane. It's about how you deliver something. So we wrote that down. And that's um, just come out this year electronically. Um, uh the, it's a it's a manual. It's a manual, a how-to. So it's, and we it's really, really professionally, beautifully decorated with cartoons that we've got somebody to do. It's called the Eucastration Manual. So we've got – if you want to look at it, it's at eucastration.com, yep. U-K-E-S-T-R-A-T-I-O-N.com. Well done. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, that'll end up on the cutting room floor. And, <laughs> no. And, and, but then somebody else said – yeah, but you guys also make a living out of it. What's the business side of it? So we've also got the business of being a community musician, okay, which good. is also available through eucastration.com. But, you know, you've got to find ways to get that information out there. And, you know, that's almost like a fossilised, preserved thing about this is what we did at this for the last eight years. And, and we've written that down in the book. But what did we do this week? Or, you know, and Jane and I will sit down at the end of the day and go, man, that was a really good session, wasn't it? And, gee, that sequence of songs worked really well or that song worked really well. That one was a total loser of a yeah, song. Yeah. Um, and did you see how Sharon um, Sharon was, was you know, not connecting with everyone today? I wonder what's going on. I don't know. Those sorts of conversations that we have all the time, we reckon we can distill that out into a podcast. Mm that um, a, a, a regular chat, but we also get around and meet lots of people like you do, you know, so we can include that in there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, dear. Yes, dear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say something more, don't worry. But oh, yeah. can I have some water? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what we do do with our ukulele groups is we, we have simple parts for new players and we have more complex parts and some really tricky parts. And it's really great. So really skilled players have got something to do. Yeah. But so do the beginners. They've got something really nice and simple to do. And I think that's the key to what we do and the key to what perhaps you heard today. We've got we've got a part for everybody and that's super important. Cause and, that's, and the voices are important for you as absolutely. well. Absolutely. I heard that. You've got beautiful harmonies in there. I, I'm a great lover of harmonies. Mm. I have trouble singing the melody. I tend to just... just yes. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's a great thing. <laughs> it's fun. It's kind of like a little mathematical puzzle almost, isn't yes. it? Yes. And, you, and you hit it like One, in the three, car. You hit it, yes, that's the one or sometimes that doesn't always happen sometimes you think oh no I won't do that again um, but it's, yeah. it's it's such a satisfying feeling yeah. when you get a perfect harmony yeah yeah and it's, it's beautiful when you're singing with as part of a mob mm. 
you know it, it uplifts you it's it it creates an energy that's more than what you as an more than the sum of the parts <laughs> yes, yes which that, is the name our of our business, business. Yeah. Oh. but i wasn't going to go there but anyway <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. so speaking of do you want to play something for me with something which has singing i think emmy lou harris did this song yeah she did but it's a uh, who wrote oh yeah Guy Clark Susanna, Susanna Clark wrote this song it's called it's a really dreary song about a few drunks in a bar probably having a one night stand I reckon sounds awesome if they'll play another love song if that Miller High Life lights taste him Thank 
Really nice harmonies. Oh, thank you. It always makes me. <laughs> Something about it is just, yeah, music. It is. It's it an amazing song, isn't it? A beautiful song. It's very song. tender. It's very real. Yeah, it's mm. lovely. Really, yeah. really lovely. We do a lot of sad songs. We're really happy people. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but then if you play it on a ukulele, it can sound happy even if it's sad. Yeah. That's the joy of the ukulele. Although yeah, that, that, yeah. that did, say, you, you, no, that, that did sound sad. Yeah. That was sad. That was sad. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't like that particular characterisation of the U because it's always, you can't, one of the famous um, quotes that we had in an early television, local television sort of spot was one of the guys said, oh, you can't play a sad song on a ukulele. And I just think that's bullshit. Oh, of course you can. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it's easier to make a sound one, sad one sound happy on a ukulele mm. than perhaps on another instrument. But totally, yeah, I, well, yeah. yeah you can yeah. play. You can, if you want it to sound sad, it will. And it's great to express grief. Mm. You know, like we all need to express grief and we don't get that opportunity. And, and yeah, sometimes people have little... Tears in Eucharistry. We're, just... we're available for funerals. Yes, <laughs> I actually have done Eucharist at a funeral. We have yeah, too. Look, mm. it, it was it was a very difficult one. It was you know really mm. very good friend of mine, and I totally mm. stuffed up all the chords. Um, but nobody cared. No. I sang it okay. No, no. One. <laughs> everybody <laughs> cares that you've expressed your grief yeah, yeah. And, and shared it with everyone, and everyone yeah. has shared it yeah. in your grief. So and it was yeah. a difficult thing to do, but I just felt like the you know yeah. it felt like the right thing to that, do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's but, one of the things that we miss. Uh, in a lot of our life, mm. I'm, I'm not a churchy type, but, you know, we don't go to church anymore, so there's not so many reasons to sing. Yes. And mm. if you have a secular funeral or a secular wedding, mm. we really like to go along and get people to sing because mm. it's yeah. such a traditional part of our celebratory and, you know, you're celebrating somebody's life or you're celebrating people coming together to, you know, marriage or whatever. We Traditionally, I think we would have sung a lot of that. Mm, yeah, definitely. very much. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. yeah. So, my last question, as always, and mm. to you first, Mark, is how has ukulele changed your life? Uh, it, it, it's it's well, I, it's transformed my life because it's been a uh, a way for me to find uh, work where I can absolutely get people to experience joy, and um, that I can experience joy from doing that as well. Um, so it's yeah, I have I have a lot to thank the ukulele for. Mm, yeah. Mm. Likewise, I was climbing up that corporate ladder, and then I found the ukulele. Didn't I? Yeah. And it's been a slow, <laughs> slow slide. descend since then. Into hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's um, because I I collectively we teach. Ten groups a week. Yep. Yeah. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Ten plus. Ten, yeah. yeah. And there's, there's other things, other things that, that we do as well. And, um, you know, it, seriously, being part of that community, and I'm part of it, I'm not the leader, we're, we facilitate community, we're part of that community ourselves, it's made me a much better person. <laughs> she was such a nasty person. Oh, look, I was so short-tempered. <laughs> And you're not now. I um, still am, but I bite it for another minute before I say something. <laughs> well, thank you for being nice to me. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure. You, you, you Count your blessings, one. Meredith. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mark and Dan. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Mm. Um, and, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Thank it's you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Ukulele is a New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper, and I also wrote and performed the theme tune. Graphic design is by Seb Carrero. Details of the song played by Mark and Jane in today's episode are in the show notes, as well as a link to their website, The Sum of the Parts. Episodes are released every second Monday, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Tumblr, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. 
Want to support the show? Please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review on iTunes, that make a big difference, and go to the website, ukuleleisanewblack.com, to donate or buy some merch. And please get in touch. Recently, Catherine from Hot Springs Village Ukes sent me an email to say that of all the ukulele podcasts she's listened to, she likes mine the best. And yes, she has listened to more than one. Thanks, Catherine. Feedback from listeners really helps keep me inspired to keep going. You can get in touch too by email on podcast at ukuleleisanewblack.com, through the website, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. See you next time. So we've been coaching recently um, uh, some people down in Canberra. Okay. Um, yeah, they met yesterday. They didn't do a very good job of it. Like they knifed one guy and, and uh, <laughs> Scott Morrison. Oh, that's done. right. The Liberal Party. <laughs> Malcolm Turnbull. Damn that Liberal Party. They didn't they, follow our They advice. didn't follow. We were doing coaching and it just didn't work. <laughs> Kindness. You know what, you know what they need ukulele. The Liberal Party needs ukulele. Can you imagine all of them getting around and, and, and playing some songs Canberra together? would be so It different. would be such a bonding and experience. And the Labor Party too. I mean, they all need lab- lab- They all need ukulele. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I, reckon, I reckon they can sing. Yep. Yep. I reckon ScoMo has a few hymns yeah, he can do, but there's yeah. not. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we don't get political we're, we're, on this podcast. Sorry, we're moving, moving, we're moving on. on. Moving on, moving on. Because <laughs> it's the new black. <laughs>